and welcome to Chambua, a podcast about everything that we've been thinking about through the week that has befuddled us, interested us, confused us, uh, and we've not had any anyone to talk about it with because you know we're working moms. So my name is Wangari. I want to know what is a cinephile? I don't think I've ever had that. What's that? Oh, cinephile! Hey, you learned something. Hello! Hello, Chambua. This is Sophie, and I am a mother of two notoriously demanding (laughs) children a wife, a scientist, a writer, a foodie. Uh, Amateur photographer. Yeah, I think. Amateur photographer? Yes! This, this, okay. As of 2018. As of 2018. <laughs> anyway, we are so happy to be able to get a chance to talk about what's on our minds. Yeah, we've had a few false starts. Yes. And I think this time we have it down. I think it's going to be a good one. I know. I think it all depends on the apps. App people out there, we're watching you. <laughs> we're looking at you. Yeah, for sure. Especially since we're trying to record on a device that is not, you know, a studio. So we need we need apps that are versatile for this kind of thing. But we're 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 pretty versatile. I think we're making it happen. I mean, we found you found the the pot, the the thingy app, mm-hmm. and the, the car. <laughs> my car is the studio, which I think was, works best. And uh, we're making it happen because that's what we do. We're entrepreneurs too. We didn't add that. We're, we're entrepreneurs. Yes, yes, we definitely are. And as part of the stuff that we're going to talk about today, we really want to talk about the Slay Queen phenomenon. Oh my God. So, Sophie, <laughs> what on earth is a Slay Queen? I always thought a Slay Queen was a good thing yeah. until I started reading the papers and looking at social media and it's like a Slay Queen is a bad thing. So, what gives? I don't know because I thought the same thing too and I, I want to be a Slay Queen because... I don't. Previously, okay, previously I did. Because it sounded like a woman who was getting her thing done. Whatever her thing was, she was breaking barriers or boundaries or glass ceilings or whatever. She was kicking ass. And, I mean, which woman doesn't want to aspire to that? I know, and those two words, slay, first of all, is a positive thing. And queen, you know, again, positive thing. Exactly. But when you put it together, it doesn't it's a negative thing. Yeah, Anyway, so from what I understood, Slay Queen, I don't know, Sophie, if you'll agree with me, Slay Queens are ladies who just like, those ladies who put like loads and loads of makeup and like the pouty face on the on the interwebs <laughs> yeah. and then like have their hair all tight and then they wear like all these tight clothes with like side boob and like half, half bum showing with heels and are just like in it and they are like trying to almost advertise themselves on how super fine and superlicious they are. Uh, with a goal to getting guys to like finance their lifestyles Emma? yeah I think I think you've you've said it that's that's the kind of it's really Versidika really <laughs> she's the OG she is slay the queen. OG slay queen I mean she used to be a socialite and I think now she has since graduated I think to a slay queen Ama, there are slay queens are people who are aspiring to be socialized. I don't know. I, I don't know, know the I hierarchy. Don't, I don't think you can be like a, a slay queen without having like a sponsor. Yeah. Guy. 
Or yeah. you can be a slay queen if you're just like a kawaida chick with a ponytail and like natural shots. hair. <laughs> you know? Yeah, with like super long weaves or whatever's in it, you know? You have to be on trend, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, even though we are kind of we're moms, but we're kind of trendy, but I don't think we are like that. So I think if in terms of the slay queens, we don't want to be slay queens. Am I right? There's a part of it that I like. <laughs> No. There is a small, the part of being taken care of, uh-huh. <laughs> that that small part, I like it. I mean, yeah, I want to sit on my ass mm. and have someone just cater to my needs. To okay, for some days. What, ki- what, what kind of life do you live? But I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a scientist no more. No, I don't mind being a scientist, but I feel like, you know, there's a part of me that says, yeah, I want to be Meghan Markle. Ooh. Marry the the guy who will take care of me and all of her. my needs. Be a topic for another day. Do you think she's a slay queen? No, no, she's too classy. So, you know, th- and this brings up the thing. We kind of think that slay queens are now trashy. Yeah. They're trashy. I mean... I suppose so. You know, they're, they're not looked at in a positive light. Um, they're not trashy in the way that you'd see, like, um, like people who don't care take care of themselves. Because right. as we said before, they do take care of themselves. But they're kind of like, if you show them the dollars, anything goes type of trashy, I guess. And that is sex-wise. Like, they'll do anything sexually. Yeah, I mean, they're always taking pictures in Dubai or, like, Thailand and, you know, abroad doing abroady things. Um, Shopping. Because someone has sponsored them. But anyway, um, I don't know. Is this a, is, is Slay Queen a word that was taken by uh, people... Taken, it was a was it a positive thing, and then it was taken uh, and mashed up to be a bad thing because it was it wasn't it a good thing in the beginning. I'm, I'm just I'm just imagining. No, I, and then suddenly guys are like, "Oh, you're a slay queen," and we're like, "But what?" It's and a I, bad thing. and you know what? The thing is, I don't know if the slay queen definition is universal because the way we are using it in Kenya, mm-hmm. as as the women we've described, I don't know if other places mm-hmm. who who use the term slay queen. Are using it in the same Who way. Who else uses Slay Queen? I don't know. Is that I've, a Kenyan thing? No, it's not Kenyan. I mean, not originally. But the way we hear it in our context, Slay Queen in the Kenyan context is not a, a, a somebody that you want to aspire to or you want your daughter to be. Yeah. Yeah, she sounds like this young girl who's just going to give up the goodies and have an older guy or a rich guy pay her life and she's going to do it. And, and then she's going to show off with her shopping on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and that's her, that's the oh sum total of her existence. Yeah, no. But I don't know how long you can be a slay queen for. Like, I mean, when you get to 30, is there like a shelf life? Well, I think, you know, a slay queen, you probably have to uh, you know, invest in the beginning <laughs> and then now live off your spoils. Your saving. <laughs> Afterwards. Uh, but I mean, is it something to hate on? I mean, if we're talking, we're not saying slay queen is prostitution. But isn't prostitution like the oldest... Slay uh, job. <laughs> job on, on this planet. Yeah. And if someone chooses to be a slay queen, if your daughter chooses to be a slay queen, would you be like, yeah. that is wrong? I'd be horrified. And I would be horrified too. I would cry. Yeah, I know. And then, oh no, that would be so... I would have to have mahoyas until I <laughs> I'd have to call people in prayers, fasting... <laughs> I send them to their grandmother for beatings. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I would do because that's what... You know, it's like, yeah, you're, you're saying a slay queen really is a sophisticated or an upmarket escort. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so what's our verdict? Our verdict is that 
one, slay queens, we don't want to be slay queens. <laughs> two, we don't want our kids to be slay queens. Three, we're not judging the slay queens. Hmm. We are. Because they do look nice, aren't they? We are judging them because if we don't want our kids to be that, it's because we are judging them. Mm. And and which brings the other point. Can you have slay kings? Are there dudes who are doing the same thing? Almost like, you know, sometimes when I was thinking about it, I was thinking slay queens is probably one of those words that came out from, you know, like drag queens, people who are like mm-hmm. slaying it. You yeah. Know, and are like that type of, uh, the, that type of lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of guys, yeah, a lot of guys who, I think, Sometimes they're called, they're, I guess, akin to gigolos. Yes. Guys yes. who sleep with older women because the older women are their sponsors. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't say, would you say, would you go on the internet and find these guys like posing? They're all, they're, like, what would be an example of a slay king online? I don't know. I've never seen one. Because it's not makeup. No, it's not makeup. What would it be? Skinny it would be jeans. like showing off their hot abs. <laughs> okay. Uh, Modelly poses. I don't know. Yeah, why is that double standard? It's always they always will be. Always always yeah, that's that's how life. And maybe because is. the definition is so narrow, because we have said it's those women put on makeup, yeah, who pouty lips, contoured uh, dresses, yeah, acrylic gel nails. Yeah. So let's make the definition for slay queen. What is a slay king? Hmm. Yeah. What is he? It's a dude who is mooching. Okay, he's not mooching. He's he has a sponsor. Yeah. So yeah. basically a gigolo. Yeah, it's really a gigolo. Yeah, so I guess it's just the yeah. It's just the male version. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Case closed. Done and dusted. <laughs> Don't be a slay queen. I know. Okay? Choose make better choices. I know. Good life. Good life. <laughs> choose choose jobs and incomes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, um, now this week, another thing I've been thinking about, uh, it's been a week of many birthdays. Oh, uh-huh. There have been so many birthdays. Um, December, it seems like people were really getting it on in March. It was March. March was nine months yeah. ago. Okay, what was happening in March in Kenya? Oh, it wasn't Guys are having oh. birthdays Who's galore. Birthdays? How many? I just feel like on my Facebook, everybody's like, birthday, birthday, bing, 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 bing. And I'm like, but I mean, we are currently sitting in the parking lot because we're going for a birthday dinner. Yes. Uh, for a good friend of ours. So. And your daughter's um, birthday is on the weekend. Yeah, and then I had to, yes, like my daughter's birthday is on the weekend. And I, I kept thinking, I was thinking about birthdays and how, um, uh, I was thinking about, of my own birthday because now in about two months, I'm going to be a year older, <laughs> a significant year, I'll be 41. Yay! Uh, and uh, being 40, thinking about being 40 and meant being 40 mm-hmm. and I come think about how people always talk about you know oh, being 40 or fourth floor it's a big deal and when I think about my life I feel like I feel like somehow a penny has dropped mm-hmm. and I don't know why 40 is a significant year and why it has to happen when you're 40 mm-hmm. but 40 has been really it's been a year of self-discovery self-actualization honesty being comfortable in my own skin uh, and having that attitude that I always wanted to have mm-hmm. it's like suddenly dawned on me that I, I am that which is weird I don't know why why it has happened that way and that happened to you when you hit 40 yeah, not when before I, not before 40 hmm. was the defining moment and it must be a mental thing because I mean it's not like life has changed drastically 
but um, my work things are starting to get a lot more serious at work yeah uh, I feel like um, I'm getting into a new style my because I'm now accepting how my body is previously I had misgivings everybody has misgivings about things different things about their body right but now I'm just like I don't care I'm wearing <laughs> clothes I would never wear before I am uh, I'm just a completely new attitude I don't know how you feel that is interesting I, I think maybe like you're saying it's because there's so much I don't know if it's a hype about being 40 and having to reach that place of self-actualization mm-hmm. it almost it's almost required like if you're 40 you need to be there and if you're not there yet then mm. you're wasting <laughs> the decade with you know what whatever it? nonsense it must be a man is it do, I think it's are mental there, are there body maybe there's a body like your body just at 40 <laughs> finally hormonal change <laughs> yeah, yeah it must i feel like maybe there's a hormonal change i feel like there's a cultural change yeah. societal change uh things just change hmm. <laughs> that is interesting i think i felt the way i'm feeling now when i was in my 30s really? maybe not as i maybe i wasn't able to articulate it but i i think the 30s when I was in my 30s I felt like I knew where I was going on myself mm. and all of those things um, but I think also now that I'm 40 and I and I, I'm saying this because I feel like it's almost demanded mm. f- of you from society like you're 40 mm. therefore you have to be mm. this woman mm. and so you're like yes 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 I'm that woman now and maybe that's what you're feeling I don't know but that's an interesting thought I feel I feel very very, I feel very like into. I've I've slid, I've slid into my own self. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've slid into my own DMs. DMs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 a lovely place to be, and uh, I'm hoping that it means that for the next year things things will just start looking up because of this new kind of attitude, Dude, yeah. new confidence, new realization that I can that who I am is enough mm-hmm. uh, and not that I thought I wasn't enough before yeah. it's just that I'm taking I'm reaping from that I'm reaping from that thought yeah yeah so you you don't have any sense of doubt like you did when you were 38 I do to some extent <laughs> but no but now I'm, I think now that doubt is just kind of like look you have killed it all these years and you were doing fine and so this doubt what is it like yeah. get on with it you know you can doubt but just doubt for a little bit yeah. and move it on yeah yeah i feel about being 40 it's it's been quick mm-hmm. i mean i feel like i just landed at 40 and for me next year i'll be 42 mm-hmm. and i'm i think this last 40 41 have been blurry and, and i think it's because i've been so immersed in parenting mm-hmm. and especially since i started parenting late mm-hmm. so that is where I've not even thought about my age at yeah. any moment. Yeah. But then in, in people asking me, I think I'm so sure and confident about being my age that I don't have any shame in, in saying it. Mm. I know people are always saying, never ask a woman her age. And mm. women are always mm. coy about saying mm. what their real age is. Mm. And for me, I'm just like, I am That's 40. because you look 29, my dear. Killing it. Snaps for you. Snaps for me. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm just feeling like, yeah, I'll tell anybody my age. Yeah. Um, and I'm owning it. I'm owning my age and yeah. where I am physically. Was that like the same way before? I think it, it's always been for me though. I've never... So for you, you don't really feel any changes with being 14? Not really. Other than mm. <laughs> the knees. <laughs> my knees are giving up. Man. I've been carrying my kids up the stairs. I'm just like, I, I, 
can't make it no more. Do you know the other day I was in church and I uh, I'm a Catholic so I when you do the knee I do the knee thing and I thought because sometimes some people do like the half knee thing yeah. because they're like yeah you know I'm, I couldn't be bothered but me I'm like I do the full knee thing my my knee touches the ground yeah and I was daughter. And uh, I could not, not get up. up. You yeah. guys, I had to hold that woman, held my hand. <laughs> I'm holding my daughter. I had to like struggle up. And I was like, yo, jeez. I'm 40. Okay. Yeah. And so in a sense, I feel 40 physically. And, yeah. and I think it's when we're chasing after our, our young kids, yeah. especially. You're just like, I don't know if I can keep up with them. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to be when I'm 45 and yeah. they're, they're this energetic. But other than that, I'm, I'm owning my age and claiming it. And... And I think like you, I'm accepting my body where it is. Because I, like you said, as women, we always struggle with my body is not perfect. My body is this, this, this that I don't like. But now I'm just like, hey, this is the body that I have. And this is the one we're going ahead with. So let's go. Yeah, so I think, I mean, just thinking about body just to, to see what we say. It's different for different people. Yeah. For me, I feel like the penny dropped somehow. Yeah. Penny, pennies, many pennies. Like, like uh, it. <laughs> it was like, you guy, this is it. Yeah. This is fantastic. This life of yours is fantastic. fantastic. Yeah. But for you, it was a little bit different. You don't feel, you know, mm. you feel... Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. next year I'll be like, oh, oh, that's what she was saying. Yeah. yeah. About being 40. But yeah. And I guess it's because I didn't make a big deal about turning 40. I didn't have like, you know, everyone had the 40th birthday. Yeah, that I was didn't just, I didn't. I was just, I went out for for a lunch and then I went home and I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm 40. Hooray. And then my mom forgot and, and then she was like, you're 40. Ah, when? I'm like, hey, I thought you were the one who gave birth. So you know when, madam. So for her, I guess it's really striking for her to have a 40-year-old daughter. Yeah. And you're the first one. And I'm the first yeah. one, yeah. And so it just must be jarring for her. Like, wow. Yeah, when did it happen? When did that happen? Yeah. When did that happen? Yeah. And it's so it's so interesting when you're this age and, and if your parents are still living and you're looking at them, they're like your friends, like mm. your pals. And it's such an interesting dynamic yeah. to see your parents in that light. Yeah. So Sophie, what else have you been thinking about? What have I been thinking about? Oh, Christmas. I really like this season. I love Christmas. I'm so into it. And when you have young kids, oh you're God. just like, this is the best time. It's the most wonderful <laughs> time. Of and then I've been binging on all these Netflix Christmas movies, yeah, and they're so cheesy. Mm. That's the best so part. cheesy, but I'm I'm hooked. Yeah, I'm just like, oh wow! You're like Tommy, Tommy, <laughs> Tommy got a present for Christmas. Oh I just God, love this I season. What I miss about the states? We both lived in the states. The lifetime movies. Yeah, so like the time for lifetime movies. And then you know, like yeah, in the states, everyone goes all out with yeah. the decoration and the sweaters. Yeah, and Ooh, Starbucks yeah, so has like a Christmas. Yeah. It's like coffee special. Life is infused with Christmas. It's so fantastic. It's all in your face, yeah. and everyone has to be in that Christmas spirit. Yeah. And I just love it. I love it. I love it. I'm just. I'm Have so you put into up the it. Christmas tree? No, I haven't. Ah, we put ours up two days ago. Oh. I've got the kids hopped up on Christmas vibes. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to learn how to make eggnog because I've never had eggnog before. But yeah. I, it just sounds so delicious. Um, so, but I want to make like a Christmas chicken thingy. Yeah. I want to have 
presents. We've hyped the kids up about Santa. Yeah. Mwangi is like into, into Santa. <laughs> like, whoa, Jerry's like, Santa, Santa, Santa. So I'm like, yes, I can't come in. Uh, Bogo is like, yeah, whatever. But I think he's kind of, he can't, he has to be into it because we're all into it. Yeah. And I put it on the music and we're listening to like the 12 days of Christmas yes. and last Christmas I gave you my heart and the very next day. You it's like it so away. fantastic. I love, and I feel so sad when it's January because we have to get it. Anyway, it's, it, it's but then sometimes you forget that it's actually a religious holiday and it's supposed to be like. It is religious. Speaking of birthdays, I was talking about it earlier, right? Yeah. Jesus' birthday. I know. I, I don't forget that part. What I like most about Christmas is that whole sense of family. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful during this time to be yeah. with family yeah. and to just to just celebrate, you know. I, I mean, life is tough. Yeah. It's been really tough for a lot of people. And when you read the news, for a lot of, a lot of Kenyans are struggling in yeah. so many ways. Um, you know, businesses are closing because the economy is going tits up. Um, families are breaking up. Every time you check on Facebook, there's a family that's splitting, yeah. a, a couple that is splitting, and you're just like, "Oh man, that's rough." And yeah. I can't imagine what it's like to be in this season and you're not, your family is not together. Yeah, and that's very important. Actually, when uh, reminds me of what you when you texted earlier on our on our friends group, and you were talking about giving away, you know, giving clothes away mm-hmm. and giving to people who, especially during this season, yeah, because you want to share. Of your family and share and have people feel that sense of love, yeah, that sense of belonging and that sense that people actually do care, even though we're not, you know, as as a community we do care about what happens mm-hmm. to, to other people, yeah. what's going on with them, and you're th- yeah we're thinking about these kids because my my brother is coming home for the holidays. Yay, your Big, your Big is gonna be another day. in town. <laughs> you guys will have to hear about Shacho Big. He's, he's just a comedian in my life, but he's coming home and his kids are coming with him. Mm-hmm. And when wife. are they coming? They'll be here on the 28th. Mm-hmm. And the thing for him, especially, you know, he lives in Sweden and mm-hmm. he, his kids don't see much struggle. Yeah. They're, they're quite sheltered from that. Mm-hmm. And so he wants them to see, in part, he wants them to see where he lived and grew up and also to see what other kids. Meaning kids who? In Africa. <laughs> Let him not be played. No. But yes. I do I know what you mean. Yes. So, but he also wants them to have a sense of, you know, what other kids are, live like, you yeah. know, kids who are not as privileged as his. Mm-hmm. So, he wants them to be immersed in that in that process and and to hang out and just, you know, yeah. experience. I mean, it is so it's so interesting for him being in in a place where it's so far removed from what he has always known and raising kids in that environment and then bringing them back to Africa. Yeah. <laughs> and like you're saying, his African experience is quite privileged, by the way. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be quite interesting. So yeah, we are, we're hoping we can go and visit our home and, and hang out with kids there and, you know, bring them some cheer. Yeah, that would be very special. I think that's important and um, I'm happy that you guys are doing that. Yeah. I think we, I should all, I, I have, we haven't planned anything, like any type of giving. But yeah. we do give like to children's homes and stuff like that throughout the year. Uh, but yeah, we'll definitely think of maybe we can maybe when I'm making that Christmas chicken, I'll make two. Yeah, and nice. and you know what they always say about the giving, the the giver receives way more. Yeah, and that that thing really tugs at your heart. Yeah. You're just like, oh my gosh, they they're so accepting and open and, yeah. and all of these things, and you're just like, wow, I'm a bad person. <laughs> 
<laughs> you have this guilt of my life is good. Why, yeah. Jesus, is it so good? But but yeah, so I, I love the lights on at the malls. I love the trees and the decoration and all of that. Me, I'm into Christmas forever. I love it. I love it. I love the whole Santa thing. And I don't even know because when I was young, we never used to celebrate Christmas that much. Although we used to have the Christmas records, my dad used to play them, and there were twelve days of Christmas. The version that I grew up on was Harry Belafonte version. Yes. So I think that's like the original OG version. So. <laughs> And then we sing, and then we would have the Christmas tree with those, those, you know, those guys, the decorations that people put on graduation. Those yeah, those shiny trees. And then, like, I used to watch it. I used to, for whatever reason, because KBC used to have it on repeat. Yeah. These British, this British Christmas movies, which yeah. are so morose and dull, but I love the hell out of those <laughs> things, and I am going to force them down. The and your kids, kids, yeah. Now, as kids were always into Christmas. My mom yeah. used to go all out, yeah. all out. Yeah. She did not spare uh-huh. an experience uh-huh. so she did the present things like mm-hmm. she dropped she dropped the presents uh-huh. she had the christmas turkey uh-huh. she with the two potatoes uh-huh. she had everything then we did the church service on christmas eve uh-huh. she was in it to win it what? so i hope i'm i'm gonna do all of that uh-huh. and it's so interesting with ted ted my husband who he, that christmas was so different <laughs> you know it was, full of, it was yeah. you know it was very subdued uh-huh. and you know on Christmas they were just like okay Merry Christmas then shake hands yeah. and then have chapels because Christmas is when you had chapels in the house <laughs> and, and when I met him I was like you guy you don't understand yeah. Christmas it begins on now in Nairobi it's starting even earlier because now yeah. they decorate November almost November yeah, 1 yeah yeah Black Friday. Black Friday. These holidays. Yeah. yeah. So, so now I'm getting him into that mm-hmm. spirit of mm-hmm. of Christmas. So he's just as excited. Mm-hmm. And I think it's especially exciting when you have kids, because mm-hmm. for them they're just like, oh wow. They know. And then Pendo says Juna bears because she can't say jingle bells. Oh, yes. so, oh cute. So cute. Yeah. So it will be a great time. Yeah. I'm excited. Exciting. So. Speaking of which, um, one other thing I've been thinking about this week, uh, it's just about girls, and especially about uh, daughters, Mm -hmm. and thinking about how we're raising our daughters and how our different actions may have lasting impacts on their lives. Uh And I mean, I also think about my son Mwangi and what what he does, but this week particularly, I've been thinking about Jerry, because um, the different ways that we control their behavior... Mm -hmm. Um, and how that, what that bodes for them in the future. So, for example, um, like when Jerry, like I struggle with some. She, she's 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 almost two. Yeah. And she's going through terrible twos like a mom, she... you guy. So she like she doesn't want to be like we don't want to, she doesn't want to be she, when she's in her pajamas she doesn't want to change into her other clothes. Uh-huh. So like we're there I've wrestled her down to the ground like my <laughs> knee in her chest like woman we are removing your clothes and I'm there like stripping her down and I keep thinking like oh my gosh why why am am I teaching her that it's okay to be forced down and possibly disrobed. Oh. I mean, it's just kind of like, because I mean, she's a two-year-old. I, I also do that to, okay, Mwangi didn't have that many problems, yeah? <laughs> with that Jerry special. But she's like, doesn't want to be, and if she does something uh, wrong or talks back or like says something that I don't want her to say, I like really check her and like put her in a, in a naughty corner these days. But these days I don't spank her. Mwangi's the one who got the, the, you got I the rough. I do like naughty corners. corners. Yeah. It seems to work for her. But I, I struggle sometimes thinking about what am I teaching her? Yeah. Where is the fine? What's the line between teaching her to be to submit to 
authority. <laughs> authority and being open. And yeah. does it really matter? Does it play out okay in the end? I don't you have know. two daughters. What do you I do. I have two daughters. And one of the things I worry about is exactly what you're saying. How you socialize your daughters. And what impact that has on them as women. As girls and as women as they grow up. And it's a struggle. Because like you're saying. You, you want them to behave a certain way. You want them to obey. Because it's important. You know kids have to have rules. Especially when they're two years old. Because they don't know anything. And I know there are psychologists who will argue to that. But hey. Mm-hmm. Mine don't know anything. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to find the fine line with negotiation. And yours is interesting because you have a son and a daughter. So, there's a different dynamic in the way you treat each of them. And I don't know if you're conscious about it. Like, my son gets this kind of treatment. Mm -hmm. My daughter gets a different kind of treatment because she's a girl. I don't know if you're conscious about that. I think of it... I think think of it in terms of their personalities. Yeah. I, I treat them differently. But I also I also do socialize my son to make sure that he takes care of his little sister and mm. take care of ladies. Yeah. And I feel like that's a bias that I'm okay with. Yeah. 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 And I think that's important. Um, but yeah, with raising daughters, and that's a very interesting thing. I've I've wanted to to ask somebody who has a mixed, you know, gender in their home, or they have strictly boys. Do they raise them a certain way? And where do you learn how to raise your children? Did you learn from your parents? Did they treat you a certain way because you were a girl as opposed to the way they raised your brothers? I don't think brothers? so. I never felt different from... I never felt that I was a girl that I couldn't do anything. I, I feel like my parents did a fairly good job of uh, giving us the the wherewithal to... I don't know if that's the right word. For, or, or, or the ability to decide what we wanted to do whether yeah. we were a girl or so a guy. Boy, yeah. And the same was expected of us. It wasn't like, oh, your brother is this so we expect different of him yeah. than from you. I don't. I never felt that way. But I think it's part that, part that, but also part that it's a very different world that we're living in. There's the Me Too movement now that's really strong. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, you know, there's so many dynamics. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like um, there are things that are coming out of the way that we're we are starting to, uh, to we're starting to understand how women have been oppressed in a lot of ways. Yeah. We're starting to embrace the word feminism, which was kind of a four-letter word. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, people say a, f- a feminist is a bad thing. But yeah. now, realizing that feminism is is just about making sure that women have equal opportunities in a world mm-hmm. where it's very male-dominated. Dominated. Um, and I think about that a lot um, with, with Jerry because, and I, I tried a little bit to overcompensate because I know that she's going to, she may, I don't know, for us now in the world we live in, mm-hmm. you almost have to overcompensate as a woman. Maybe in the world that she grows up in, she, they, it will be equal, and I pray that they'll, they, that that will happen for her. But I over, almost overcompensate for her because I want her to, because I'm almost mentally, mentally countering what she might encounter in schools or in public or with mm-hmm. other people, trying to tell her that she may not be uh, who is who, who she wants to be. be yeah. yeah, I'm finding the challenge for me is is looking at at Pendo, the oldest of my two. And she is two years old and she's so energetic and she has this personality. Sometimes it's, it wears you down because <laughs> she, she can just keep going and yeah. keep going. And, and there's a part of me that doesn't want to stifle that and with always constantly saying no, no, no. Um, a part of me wants her to be just as adventurous as any boy that yeah. she's going to meet out there. And, and for the longest time, I don't know, they, she has these moments where she's not aware that she's a girl. When you see her playing in the playground and she's with the boys, she feels like she's, and she acts yeah. like she's one of them. And I'm like, yeah, 
go ahead but then she has these moments where she's like oh mommy princess and she's into dresses yeah. and and I'm like okay princess yeah, I know. <laughs> so I know. did you try and fight it i tried to fight it i was like i was like no we're not gonna do pink we'll do yellow no no, no we're gonna do this and then after she was like look i'm one dolls and i was like okay it's not i, I wanted it to be that she wanted it not yeah. because i was putting it on yeah her. and 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 that's the same thing with with me i'm letting her choose i'm letting yeah. her choose which of those she wants to be she wants to be the princess go for it i mean it's it's surprising mm. um because for a long time we've, we've been we are being taught as women that you don't want to be a princess it's like slay queen yeah, yeah. a princess is, is like a slay queen yeah. you want to be tough you want to be you know yeah. but now she's choosing it and i'm like do you go right ahead enjoy yeah. the princess phase and i think the life. idea is like you can be a princess but you can also be a firefighter you can also be a gardener you can also be the president you can also be whatever you want to be you can be a housewife you yeah. can be whatever exactly. i mean all as of those things as long as you choose it yeah and which you is like what it what feminism is about yeah. you know you make allowing women to make the choices they that want they to make. want to make yeah so but yeah i think it's especially challenging even if even if we are in a sort of advanced society i mean we're not living especially f- for us as educated women with access and opportunities yeah. our daughters we don't have to worry about them being married off too young or going through female circumcision yeah. and all of those things but it's it's, it's still tough um, raising daughters in in, in the world you know because much of society looks at them yeah. as women weaker yeah. sexes and has all these perceptions about them and you're trying to tell your daughters can get yeah. beyond those so there was once and one thing i remember a particular incident with my daughter is that so, so she sometimes when she cries um there's a lady who's really close to her who when she cries and then she'll then she'll if she's reprimanded she'll cry but she'll close her mouth she'll be like mm, like she wouldn't cry out loud as she was yeah? yeah almost like she's suppressing it yeah and this lady who was cl- who's closer was in her life was telling her yes you suppress it you suppress it oh. and that caught me in my gut like it squeezed yeah. me hard because i was like i don't want her to be told you suppress it and then that's the messaging she's getting if yeah. someone is like hurting treating her. you or hurting you yeah. you suppress it and that really got me it 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 hurt me so much i really feel like i really need to protect like overprotect her protect mangi too but i feel like for jerry because they're so women we're vulnerable yeah we are yeah we, um, i think because and testosterone i suppose yeah. <laughs> you know i was actually trying to understand why why are we so why are we like less why why are we why have we come to a position where we are treated as the second you know is it big and I, my my conclusion was because of it's testosterone because of brawn people if someone is stronger yeah, they'll they're take just what able they to want. overpower you yeah. yeah i mean and you know th- this is it's a sad admission because we always say this that women can be anything do anything get anything but you know in truth we can't we can't be anything really there's so many limitations to what we can like be. i mean professionally is one of them and if you think about the 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 balances between work life and family life and these are the things that mm-hmm. i worry for my daughters mm-hmm. is Okay, so Usually they want the le- like the lean-in thing. Yes, like mm. leaning in, you know, so they want to pursue a certain profession, but on the same hand they want to have a family life. Mm. In the end they're the ones who'll have to sacrifice mm. part of their their dreams mm. in order to achieve the family life. Mm. And that just makes me sad, but I don't see another way around it. I really don't. I mean, right now I have to give up 
jobs, a lot of the things that I want to be, a lot of the freedoms, like coming out mm. at night. I mean, this is the first time I've been out in almost how long? Yeah. In two years. Because I have to be home with, with my kids. Yeah. Um, because that is just the design. Yeah. I, I am the primary parent mm. for the next, I guess, five years. Yeah. And that's a tough one to swallow, especially since I wasn't that on that, mind, mm. on that track for mm. the longest time. I mean, like I said, I had my children much later. Mm. And so having to, to switch, mm. uh, I'm, I'm struggling, honestly. See, I never, I honestly, I've never felt that I have compromised in any way. I do, yeah, there are times when you do feel like, oh gosh, you know, I, I, I can't do this because I have to be at home. I can't yeah. do this because of this. Um, but I feel like I get energy from both mm. sides. Huh? Yeah. That, and because I'm an entrepreneur and I'm able to fashion my own schedule how the, the way I want. Yeah. So I make sure I'm there for sports days and, right. and plays and swimming galas, whatever it is. Yeah. Because I'm able to manage my own time because my clients just, you know, they're, they're my delivery, my deliverable, my payment is based on deliverable. And not, right. not how I spend my day. Yeah. So I kind of what I try to do is try to gain get energy from all the different. Uh, I know we're kind of going off track, but uh, we're getting. I'm getting energy from the different experiences in my life. Saying that yes, I need to be home, but let me try and learn whatever enrich my life because I have by being home by doing something that will enrich my life, and that might yeah. be chilling with my kids and my kids you know as stressful as it can be or as annoying <laughs> as they can be teaching me patience teaching yeah. me how to think of things in different ways teaching me to be a little bit slower less complex a little bit simpler yeah uh so i try to use those, those that, that experience to feed into my life as a whole because what i want to do is not to have a segmented life i want to have a life that mm -hmm. it just has different parts but it's the same person and right. learning through through the whole so but, but I, never, I never think of myself as losing out on things. And I don't think that's actually going off yeah. track because I think as a, as a mother of, of a daughter, mm. your daughter is watching yeah. how her, her female role model or rep, immediate representative yeah. is doing her life. And you glean from, from that. Yeah. And I think in the same way, I watched how my mother raised us. And she had a, what I thought was a, a breezy life until I was much older and I understood some of the sacrifices she had to make in parenting and especially because she was a single parent but also because she was a woman and so but she I think she had the same kind of um, plan or mindset that you have she's like I'm gonna do what I want to do I'm gonna do what I need to do and I'll somehow balance it out and some things I think as a, a mother you have to allow yourself that some things you'll fail at and that's okay and and your kids will survive yeah, yeah. um if you miss a sports day yeah. yeah it will sting and it will suck yeah. but hey they'll survive you'll buy them popcorn on sunday and make it all I better know, but you know when you think about it i mean who's living the full life and who's making the sacrifice because if you're thinking about if you're saying oh you know you are career-minded and i want to do my career yeah there you're missing out on a whole other part of life and maybe some, some people choose that they don't want to have a family life yeah but that is in a way a sacrifice because you are saying i'm going to cut out this kind of experience so that i can have this other other experience because it's going to i feel like this is a fulfilling experience for me yeah but at the end of the day i don't think it, it's 
and like someone like me and like us who are doing career and family yeah. full time because there's nothing like part time <laughs> like it's like two full time things uh, you get a lot I mean you get a lot more tired but you still do get fulfillment from right. doing that and I feel like being able to have both of those is really a privilege and even if you choose to just do one or the other I yeah. feel like you still are making a sacrifice yeah. you're still saying I don't want this, this even though this. I mean I, and I suppose it's in a, in a different way because when you say I don't want it then no I wouldn't be I wouldn't be sacrificing if I didn't want it in the first place but if you don't know you don't know right yeah and I, and I think that's the most important thing we, we can teach especially our daughters is in the end you have the same 24 hours as, as men mm-hmm. do and you have how do you want to spend it how do you want to spend it and you have the same choices and where we are our daughters have just as many choices as our sons do yeah um and we have been lucky because we don't live in a in a society where women are really kaliwa don you know yeah. if we're thinking about women in Saudi Arabia for example yeah. or even in within Kenya some communities yeah. women are really I'm going to say oppressed. <laughs> so, we've been lucky in that sense and our daughters are able to grow in a place where yeah, they have they have multiple choices. The limit, yeah. yeah, and they get to be whatever the hell they want to be. Yeah, and on that note, Sophie, we need to go and celebrate our friend's birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> All right. So, thank you for being with us on our first podcast kind of first because we've had like five or six all <laughs> starts but it's okay because we were just trying to find the right app uh, but we hope we like it uh, if you follow us is this thing followable? it is you very followable. followable we'll make it followable yeah. follow us and tell us what you'd like to hear you tell us what you think yeah tell us what you think about what we talked about uh, we would love to hear from you um, we're gonna get a twitter handle very soon Uh, but uh, Sophie who is the techie person of the two of us is going to figure those things out and you'll be able to respond and give us feedback and all those things so thank you very much and that's all for now catch you later Bye. bye